This morning, I want to speak to you on God is our provider. Amen. Tell somebody, God will provide. Amen. There are times and seasons as the choir sang that God is the God of our mountains. He's the same God also in the valley. There are mountain situations in life and there are also valley situations. But God is still God in all of this. Amen. And so I want to encourage you this morning to continue to put your faith in God. The God of the day is also God in the night. There are night times in our lives. One day Jesus said that work whilst it is day because the night will come when no man can work. There is a night time where all things doesn't look clear to us. There is a night time in our lives where all the very things we have worked for seems to be going down the drain. There is a night time in our lives where our strength fails and diseases take over our bodies. There is a night time when things you planned didn't go the way you thought they would go. But I want to encourage you this morning that in all of this, God is still the provider. And when all things appear to fail, he is still able to do what no man can do. He's still able to provide. And one of the things that you need to encourage yourself with this morning is that God created you. You did not create yourself. You didn't ask to be created. That means that when he made you, he made great provision for the future. And he's able to take care of things that we are struggling with. He's able to come through for us. He has planned ahead of the time. Because you didn't beg to be born, I want you to know that he has planned an economy for you. In the name of Jesus. God is our provider. As I was praying at dawn this morning, he said, I will provide. He said, go and tell my people I'll provide. Because some of you have gone through some tough times. You are going through some rough times. The economy of the world is hitting some businesses, hitting so many things. And you stand in a state of despair and wonder, where is God in all of this? I came to assure you, God is still a provider. To provide means to make available for use or to supply. To make available for use or to supply. Another word for provider or to provide means to make adequate preparation for a possible event to make adequate preparation for a possible event the bible says that when david was planning to build the temple for god and god visited him and said i know your heart is good but your hands have been soiled with so much blood <laughs> you have fought a lot of battles but your hands too have touched certain innocent blood you shouldn't touch so you will not qualify to build for me i will let your son build and then the Bible says, and David made provision. Quantities of gold and timber and stones, expensive stones in abundance, prepared them ahead and left them off for Solomon. So when Solomon became king, provision to build the temple has already been provided by his father. That means that the father made adequate preparation for an event yet to come. I came to announce to you, God had already seen. God is in the future. Things take us by surprise because we are human. We, we, we don't know tomorrow. It is only God who has access to tomorrow. He has access to 10 years from now. And so he has made provision for what 
actually currently appears to be an inconvenience. Are you here this morning? And so when things don't appear to go the way we want it to go, I want us to hide in God and trust in God and believe him that he who has seen the future has made some provision for the future. In the name of Jesus. Please turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 68 verse 7 to 8. There are times things don't go the way we plan, but there's a God who has planned ahead of us. There are times we have believed God and trusted God for a spouse. And then when we get married, no child, it can inconvenience us. It can create some problems. It can bring some pain, but there is a God who provides. Hallelujah. There are times that we have worked and planned and done a lot of things and suddenly something comes to hit it in a way that you wonder, where is God? I came to announce to you, he's already in the future. What you are going through is not a surprise to him. What we need to do is to run to him because he is provider. He's our great provider. Psalm 68 verse 7 to 10, it says, Oh God, when you led your people out from Egypt, when you marched through the dry wasteland, the earth trembled and the heavens poured down rain before you. The God of Sinai before God, the God of Israel. Verse 9, you sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary land. The weary land, the, it was a desert. As Israel took their way, their journey, God began to provide rain in the desert, which normally doesn't happen. When God's people are moving in a certain direction, God goes ahead of them. I pray that this morning, God will go ahead of you in the name of Jesus. And he rained upon the land to refresh the land so that when his people walk through it and they decide to plant anything it shall now begin to germinate in fact in isaiah 41 he says that that they may see that they may know that they will understand that this is the hand of the lord amen that the hand of the lord has done this and he says i will make rivers in the deserts this morning i pray for you that god will make rivers in your deserts because we don't expect to see rivers in deserts, but God is able to make the impossible possible. And our faith in him will turn things around in Jesus' name. He says, there your people finally settled. And with a bountiful harvest, oh God, you provided for your needy people. Glory be to Jesus. God provided for his needy people. And the same God who provided for his needy people will provide for you also this morning. In the name of Jesus. Things may appear to fail, but God never fails. Your health may appear to fail, but I came to encourage you. If God has not sanctioned your departure from this earth, you won't depart. He's able to heal. He's able to restore. He's able to make a way where there seems to be no way. You may have lost a job, but I came to announce to you, God has what it takes to create jobs for his people. The Bible says when he wanted to give Joseph a job, he caused Pharaoh to dream a dream that nobody is able to interpret. Under normal circumstances, that is why when the Pharaoh had a dream, he called his magicians. Because normally if he had a dream, he calls his magicians. He calls his sorcerers. But this time, none of them could interpret the dream. 
Hallelujah. And then it forced Joseph to be brought out of jail. God knows how to create circumstances. When Joseph lost his job because he was brought in as a slave, ultimately his master promoted him. And the Bible says he became head of all the slaves. And so he lost his job when he was falsely accused. Sometimes as you serve God, you may be falsely accused. Sometimes also in your bid to do good. As you do good to others, they mess up and put you in trouble. And God also has a way of still giving you a job. And the Bible says God caused the Pharaoh to dream a dream nobody could interpret. And only Joseph was qualified to interpret. May God provide for you in such a way that no matter how the state of the economy or the industry, may God create circumstances that is only your business that can provide for others. God is able to do that. And this morning, believe in him and have faith in him. He's able to create jobs. The other day, he wanted to give David a job. He also caused an evil spirit to trouble a king until nobody can play any type of music that can suit the king except David. God knows how to create such vacancies. In the name of Jesus, may he create some vacancies in some palaces for you. May he open some clients that will only patronize your business. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may you not lose this morning because you serve this mighty God. The Bible says it's the same yesterday, today and forever. The Bible says these things were written for our learning and our admonition. You see, you win cases in court by legal precedence. Sometimes you may have a case, but if you don't have a very good lawyer, you can lose the case. If they are able to use legal precedents, that means that you begin to qualify on legalities. Legalities. Something that has happened before, that has been ruled upon before, is what someone would take to the judge and say, but in 1902, the case of George Loman and Mr. Opoku was won on these grounds. And to Georgia was alive. Both of them were alive. Yes, you didn't see them. They were in the loins of their great-great-grandfathers. But they won the case. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when those things are like that, it is very, very difficult to change it by another court. When a high court rules on the matter, a lower court can change it. So it becomes precedence. The appeals court ruled in a particular way. No high court will change it. Because the case has been won like that. So if you are able to present cases like that, that is how we win cases. I came to announce to you, that's how we approach God also. We take his word of something he has done before and say, Father, you did it here, you do it again. And he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask for or think of in Jesus' name. The Bible says he provided for his needy people. He provided for his needy people. Please come with me to James chapter 5. The Bible tells us that in any form of situation, we should pray. Now, as I've always said, prayer doesn't make sense, but it works. And this morning, I pray that we will be able to pray for a short time and commit our needs before Almighty God. Something has to change in the name of Jesus. Some circumstance must change. Some condition must change. Some delays must be lifted off. It's not everything that is just normal as we see it. God is able to turn things around when the people of God go to him. You have a covenant with God. And in times when things are difficult and hard, you need to run to God. He's able to provide. It's not a hopeless case for you. Hallelujah. I said it is not a hopeless case. 
God is able to do it. He says that what is impossible with men is possible with God. So for you as a man, as a human being, this situation you are going through appears so impossible. But there is a God in heaven. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or think of. And this is not a play of words. This God means what he's saying. He said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God always does beyond what humans can do. And he's able to do it this morning in Jesus' name. I want you to run with this message this morning. Because your testimony will come out of this. In the name of the Lord Jesus. People may be mocking at you, but I'm telling you, God is able to turn the situation. That's why there is a God. If God still exists, he has not outlived his usefulness in performing miracles and intervening in the lives of his people. God still exists. There is God. Tell somebody there is God. James chapter 5 and the verse number 13 to 18. The Bible says, Are you, is any of you suffering hardships? I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Is any of you suffering hardships? There are different forms of hardships in life. Financial hardships. Marital hardships. Parental hardships. Sometimes the hardship a parent goes through is a difficult child. It's a difficult child. Sometimes you didn't tell the child to be difficult, but they become difficult. Because the world is a very strange place. They are, every, every part of creation is an educational institution. As soon as they walk out of your house, they hear things. They hear words you didn't teach them. Words you have never used. But they start applying those words from what they see on the streets. They become difficult. They become hard to handle. And you feel like giving up on them. Don't give up on them. Sometimes when you can't do anything, hand them over to the God who sees them 24-7. You can't see them 24-7. Because at one point you will sleep, but God never sleeps. In Jesus' name. And he's able to watch over those things and move over their lives in Jesus' name. Is any among you suffering? Let him do what? It may not make sense, but I tell you it works. In Jesus' name. Let him pray. If anybody's suffering hardship in life, let them pray. And if any of you is happy, they should sing praises. Sometimes we are not happy, but we sing praises. Because it's a statement of faith. Sometimes when you are singing at work, your, your other colleagues ask, you are happy. Say, today you are happy. <laughs> they say that all the time. I remember when I was working in the NHS. Sometimes I'm just humming a song and they say, what is he singing? My, my colleagues used to try to make fun of me. Say, what at all is he singing? One of them said, yeah, they are sure I'm singing God Save the Queen. <laughs> Any of you suffering hardships, let them pray. Any of you sick, they should call for the elders of the church to come and pray. Again, you see prayer over you, anointing with you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Bible says, and the Lord will make you well. Who makes you well? The Lord. Doctors medicate. It is God who cures. It is God who cures. It is God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think of. I remember sharing this testimony some years ago about the, the lady in, in Thamesmead who came to see me 
some years ago, somewhere in 2006, 2007, and her daughter had left home. Six months, they can't hear of her. She's an 18-year-old, matured British girl. She's 18, she feels she's matured. She will not respect any order or instruction. Now she just left home. She's gone. Nobody could reach her. And the parents are worried about her. They can't get in touch with her anymore. Sometimes they hear she has done some crazy stuff. <laughs> And that's all that they hear. But they don't know where she is. Somebody says, I saw her somewhere in Brixton. The next time they try to go to that place in Brixton and she's not there. And she's doing stuff. Then this woman came and I said, we have to pray. Only God sees her. You don't see her, but God is able to see her. So we prayed. We fasted and we prayed. We had a fasting week. And she attended all of them. And I think on the Sunday, we prayed, anointed with oil. And I remember saying over to her, the prodigal will come home. Two days later, that is the Tuesday after the Sunday service. Then she called, the woman called somewhere in the afternoon and said, Pastor, my daughter is home. I said, what happened? She said, she ran home. She just early this morning, she ran to the, to the door. She was knocking on the door. She said, two men chased her through the streets of London, chased her throughout the night. They chased her until she came home. God has a way of sending his angels to terrorize you until you go home. They troubled her throughout the night. She ran on the streets, ran. And when she got home, she said, Mommy, they are here. Mommy can't see anybody. They opened the door. She got in. She's now behaving. God answers prayer. Two unknown men chased her through the streets and brought her home. God answers prayer. We only prayed. We didn't know how God was going to do it. I didn't tell God he should send angels to terror. I, we just prayed. And God decided this girl, she will see me. <laughs> she ran home I don't know how she made it but she ran home may God help you in Jesus name glory be to Jesus the Bible says that such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well and you have committed any sins you will be forgiven verse 16 confess your sins to each other and pray again you know the word pray for each other so that you may be healed Because sometimes some diseases are as a result of some sins. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and it produces wonderful results. The earnest prayer of a righteous person produces results. The earnest prayer, not just prayer, but there must be some earnestness in the prayer. There must be some passion into the prayer. There must be some willingness not to give up until heaven opens. The prayer of intercession is the prayer that is prayed over and over until the answer comes. And when we are praying, sometimes it feels like the more you pray, the more the things become worse. It's an indication something is troubling the devil. Keep on holding your ground and continue to pray. And very soon, the enemy will give up. 
There are times when you begin to pray. It feels like all hell has broken loose. Hold your ground in prayer. Very soon all heaven will break loose on all hell that had broken loose. God will move on your case. God responds to prayer. That's what he has established. And God is able to decorate you and beautify you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not over for you. He said, look at me. I'm growing now. Which man is coming forward? I said the last time that when I saw a 48-year-old woman got married to an archbishop, I said, there is hope for the 30-year-olds. In Jesus' name. Yes. Yes, at that time she was 48. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Even that door open, your door will open in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Elijah was a man, a human being as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain will fall, none fell for three and a half years. A man prayed. The elements were held back and the rains did not fall. A man. That's why he says he was a man just like us. Today we have a greater advantage than Elijah. Because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit that enabled him to pray like that, that Holy Spirit only came on them temporarily. That's why anytime you are reading the Old Testament and you look at any particular move or power demonstrated by any prophet, you will see the words and the Spirit of God came mightily on him. Then the next time we are told the Spirit of God came upon him. That means when the Spirit of God came on Samson to leave the city gate and to kill 2,000 Philistines, the Spirit withdrew again. Then the next time there is an event, the Spirit of God moves in to accomplish that. But in the New Testament, Jesus says, when you are born again, the Spirit of God comes to stay in you. You are the residential address of God on the earth now. When you move, God has moved. Things that fall before God will begin to fall before you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says, Elijah prayed earnestly that it must not rain and it did not rain for three and a half years and the bible said he prayed again earnestly and the heavens gave rain this morning you will pray some earnest prayers in the name of jesus don't give up it is not a hopeless case this is a word of prophecy for someone don't give up it is not a hopeless case don't give up it is not a hopeless case i said don't give up it's not a hopeless case in the name of Jesus. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down the rain. And the earth began to yield its crops. Hallelujah. Three years, no rain. And when he returned, the Bible says he prayed. And then he sent the servant to go and check out the skies. First Kings chapter 18. From verse 41 to 46. Check out the skies. The guy went, came back and said, I see nothing. Until the seventh time. Continue to pray. As you are praying, something is shifting in the spirit, but you don't see it. And gradually, there will be an opening in the name of Jesus. You will not fail. You will not be embarrassed in the name of Jesus. God has done it before and he will do it in your case. I want us to look at a few things and then we will pray this morning. God answers prayer. And because these things happened the Bible says, if anybody is suffering anything, they should pray. Let's look at some examples of people suffering something and how they prayed and how God came through so that we can go to him and bring our strong reasons to him. Say, Father, according to this article in your word, 
This matter was settled this way. I am also coming in the same way. And I pray that you hear me in Jesus' name. That's how prayer is prayed by the apostles. This is how the prophets also prayed. They always prayed God's word. They prayed God's word. That's why you must know God's word. Please come with me to Nahum chapter 1, verse 7 to 9. Nahum 1, 7 to 9. The Lord is good. A strong refuge when trouble comes. May God manifest himself as a strong refuge when trouble comes in the name of Jesus. He is close to those who trust in him. But he will sweep away his enemies in an overwhelming flood. He will pursue his foes into the darkness of night. Why are you scheming against the Lord? He will destroy you with one blow. Oh my Jesus. I love the New Living Translation. <laughs> the Lord will destroy you with one blow. He won't need to strike twice. May the Lord give your enemies one blow. That he would not, they would not need to. He doesn't need to strike twice in Jesus' name. But the Lord is good. Tell somebody the Lord is good. Tell yourself, my God is good. He is a stronghold when trouble comes. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Please come with me to Genesis Chapter 25, verse 20 to 21, and then we'll look at 24 to 26. Genesis chapter 25, you may say verse 20 to 26, so at least it can help you, but I will be skipping some of them. Genesis 26, sorry, Genesis 25, verse 20 to 26. We want to see a challenge that was going on in this marriage. These people we are about to read about came from someone that God had covenanted with and blessed. But the Bible says, when Isaac was 40 years old, take note of his age, 40 years old, he married Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean from Padan Aram, and sister of Laban, the Aramean. Verse 21, and Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife. The old King James says he entreated the Lord. He prayed earnestly. He requested from God persistently in prayer because his wife was barren. Now when you read it this way, it appears as if, oh, they just got married. So what is all the pressure? Why should he take it to God? No, it was because it's been 20 years. Look at verse 26 so that we can come back and read. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's feet. So they named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when the twins were born. When he was married, we are told he was 40. Twins came at 60. So for 20 years, there was barrenness. Things were getting so bad. And yet there is a promise of God upon Abraham and upon his seed. Isaac was a promised child of God. And God has said that Abraham and Sarah, I'm going to give you an Isaac. And out of him, there will be many nations. The one to give birth to even one is becoming an issue. Sometimes when there's a prophecy over your life, the kind of challenge you face is some way. And people wonder, where is God? There is still God. Abraham was blessed. If Isaac just sat and just thought something will happen, nothing will happen until he prayed. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lift some prayers to God in the name of Jesus. 
as if what was troubling his mother has begun to affect him too. Because his mother took a long time. She was 90 before she could have a child. And now Isaac has been born. The promise is on him. And suddenly there is a challenge. And for 20 years you wonder if this is the son of Abraham. Then it should be automatic. God should hear. But the Bible tells us that solution came through intercession. Remember James chapter 5. He says, is anybody suffering anything? Let them pray. Earnest prayers. The Bible says, Isaac realized these things, we can't be explaining it away again like that. We need to go to God in prayer. And the scripture recorded, let's now go back to our verse 21. Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife. Amen. And the Bible says, because she was unable to have children, the Lord therefore answered Isaac's prayer and Rebekah became pregnant with twins. God gave her double for the trouble. For 20 years of being called names, it can't be just one. May God give you double for the trouble in the name of the Lord Jesus. For all the frustrations you have gone through, may God bring you better answers. He, I believe Isaac was praying, Lord, at least just give us one child. And God decided to make it double. May there be a double response in the mighty name of Jesus. A breakthrough that is beyond human comprehension in Jesus' mighty name. And the Bible says, Rebecca became pregnant with twins. Verse 24, and when the time came to give birth, Rebecca discovered that she had indeed have twins. The first one was very red at birth and covered with thick hair like a fur coat. So they named him Esau. Then the other one came with his hand grasping his Esau's heel. The man has been pulling things from the womb. So they named him Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when the twins were born. When prayer went up finally, God came through. There can be a prophecy, but prophecies don't just come to pass automatically. Prophecies are purchased through intercessory prayer. That's how it works. It was Elijah in this earlier story. He prophesied and said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. But the Bible says he then went up to Mount Camel and put his face between his knees and travailed until the rain he heard of in the spirit became a natural and a physical reality. That's how these things work. And I came to encourage you this morning. The Bible says, if anybody is suffering, let him pray. But there's a type of prayer to pray. It must be earnest prayers. When you lift up prayer, something shifts in the spirit. The first day you begin to pray, something in the spirit moves. But you need to keep on holding on in prayer until the seventh time. Or like in Daniel's case, until the 21st day. Don't give up, keep on praying. Something is happening. Hallelujah. Something is shifting in the spirit and there will be a suddenly in Jesus' name. Anytime you read in the scriptures where it says, suddenly... I want you to know a lot of prayer had gone into the background before the suddenness of life appear. Suddenly. Suddenly there will be a breakthrough. In Jesus name. Suddenly somebody will come and love you for who you are. In the mighty name of Jesus. And nobody loves me anymore. Look at me and all of that. I tell you some man will just appear and say I love you despite everything. I don't even know. I can't sleep because of you. I just can't sleep. <laughs> we want to get it done now. Fast track it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God is sovereign. I said he's almighty. 
He's able to bring you a man from anywhere. He's able to bring you a woman from anywhere. Whether Kosovo or Ukraine, he can bring you a man. Sometimes he can cause a war just to bring, make somebody escape so that you will see the person. Glory be to Jesus. God is able to do anything with anything. Believe him for everything in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Please look at God again in action. When God comes to town, it's a different matter. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 17. One day, Elisha, the servant of God, the prophet of God, went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there and she urged the man of God to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. So anytime he went through the place, this family had made a place for him to come and rest and they provide for him. It is prophetic to provide for your man of God. Amen. If he's genuinely a man of God, the God who called him will take an interest in your matter. In Jesus' name. The Bible says that she said to the husband, I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. I believe the husband accepted the wife's proposal. Sometimes the women are more spiritual than the men. May God heal all the men in church and make them spiritually alert in the mighty name of Jesus. She could tell that this man is a man of God. It's not written on him. He doesn't have a badge, but this man is a man of God. And one day, Elisha returned to Shunem and he went up to this upper room to rest. Then he said to his servant Gehazi, Tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. And when she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, Tell her, we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? She replied, no, my lord, my family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son. And her husband is an old man. It needed to be added to see certain things have finished. <laughs> they don't have a child. And the husband is a very old man now. So he doesn't have strength to perform signs and wonders. Everything that they have been expecting for a long time seems not to have worked. So probably they have even given up now. But the Bible says that when Elisha had this news, what can we do for her? She doesn't have a child. He says, call her back again. And Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. Glory be to Jesus. Before the prophet utters a word, he had already interceded in his spirit and has heard from God and now utters that word. Sometimes a man of God may pray. He hasn't opened his mouth, but actually he's praying for you in his heart. And then he utters a word and it will stand in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, this woman was told by Elisha, next year at this time, you'll be holding a son in your arms. The woman said, no, my Lord. She cried, oh my God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. I can understand why she said that, but never say no to a word of prophecy. Don't kill it. Say amen to it in the name of Jesus. But I know when people have waited for a long time, sometimes their hopes have been dashed many times. 
And so when she hears this, she said, don't deceive me. Probably I've heard it many times. Yours may not be the first, but I will still take it. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. And the Bible says that, but, verse 17, but sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at the time that the following year, she had a son, just as Elisha has said. The husband was very old, but God is able to do the impossible. Abraham was 100 years, but God was able to revive him in the name of Jesus. And God gave them a child. God is able to do what doctors can't do. Amen. Please come with me to 1 Samuel chapter 1. We look at our third example and final one. And then we will pray this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9 to 18. And then the verse number 20. Are we all there? It says, once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. If you read the verses before, Hannah was married to this man called Elkanah, but the Bible says that she was barren, and for many years she was unable to have a child. So the man also went ahead and married another wife called Penina. And Penina, you too, you came in and decided to rub it in the face of the madam who was there before you. Sometimes people do that to people. And she began to have children. And she began to mock the missus of the house. And this went on. And the Bible says they even went to church together. When they go to church, she's still mocking her in church. And the Bible says so. After one day when they went for the convention. And they were eating at lunchtime. She's eating but she's not a happy woman. She's not happy. She's suffering. She's going through a lot. It's one thing that you don't have a child, but it's another thing when there's a constant presence of a mocker. That means that whilst in that house, if you send the boy to go and buy something, the mother who doesn't have discipline can call her back and say, don't go. And such things can cause pain. The Bible says once after a meal, Hannah got up and went to pray. Have you seen prayer there? And Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly. Ladies and gentlemen, she, she was so burdened with prayer that she, she decided not to observe any protocol anymore. Because women don't go into the tabernacle to pray. Women's place was in the outer court. The outer court. They don't come near they stay outside. But this time she broke the protocols and stepped into the tabernacle. There is a time when you know what you are going through. That you need to put some protocols aside and grab onto God and hold onto God. That woman with the issue of blood, of blood, she broke protocol. Because if you look at the law of Moses, women who were having issues of blood must not come out. But if she stayed in there, she would never have touched Jesus. 
Men were surrounding Jesus. She broke through. And that's how the answer came. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a point and a season in your life that you will not take what you are going through anymore. You need to get to God in prayer and say, Lord, hear me. Don't let this continue. Don't let this continue. Don't let this mockery continue. Are you not God? Did you not make my womb? Didn't you make my liver? Didn't you make my heart? Can you not provide another spare part? God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or think of. God is able. And the Bible said, Hannah went into the tabernacle. Dangerous thing she was doing. And she was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, she was specific in her request, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Verse 12, as she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. The high priest was watching her. And the Bible says, she, seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound, there's a place in prayer. You have seen too much anguish and trouble that you begin to pray to the point where we can't hear you but your lips are moving. She was praying for the, from the anguish of her soul. I pray that this morning you will carry some things to God in prayer. The Bible says she cried bitterly as she prayed to God. Said, Lord, you, you, you are looking at me this way. How could this woman come and take my place and also mock me like that? How righteous are you, oh God, to allow this to go on? Hear me, at least give me a child. Just give me one. Give me one. Give me one. And I can feel that. I remember years ago, we had a member of the church. She was going through a lot of pain. She didn't have a child. And her mother-in-law was threatening her. That if next year comes, and this mother-in-law, every 1st January, she will call from one of the West African countries. I won't tell you. And tell her, it's another year. Give my son a child. Next year, if you don't, I will bring him a woman from the village. Hey, trouble for this lady. And one day she told me, Pastor, I, even, I just want God to just give me one child. So that even if I, let me be pregnant. So even if I miscarry, then I will know that. I, me too, I have been pregnant. I said, what kind of desire is this? But sometimes when you go through things, sometimes you don't even think right. But in the end, God gave her a child. And she ended up with two. In the name of Jesus, two boys, God came through for her. Glory be to Jesus. The Bible says, hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. In fact, the priest even thought Hannah was drinking. Because and if you are not drunk, you will not come into the tabernacle. You, a woman, you won't get here. So everything is surprising the priest. How can you come here? But you don't know what is moving here. There are some times you need to forget about everybody and hold on to God. In the name of Jesus. And he will hear you. I said he will hear you. In Jesus' name. And the Bible says, must you come here drunk? He demanded. Throw away your wine. Pastor, who can't see in the spirit? Verse 15. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger. But I'm very discouraged. And I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I'm a wicked woman. For I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. 
I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. What have you been going through? What is giving you the sleepless nights? Take it to God in prayer and cry to him. Prayer doesn't make sense, but as I've always said, it works in Jesus' name. Then he, the, the priest said, in that case, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. That means the priest was also forced to say a prayer on her behalf. May the God of Israel grant the request you have made. And the Bible says that she said, thank you, sir. Then she went back and began to eat again. And she was no longer sad. What a statement of faith. After she has discharged what was in her heart, go about your duties as normal. Continue to confess it is well. Continue to believe God it is well. And you will see what you have confessed in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that verse 20. And in due time, she gave birth to a son and she named him Samuel for she said, I asked him from the Lord. Amen. In due time, it came to pass. In due time, it came to pass. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, God remembered Hannah and gave her such a blessing and it changed the whole situation in the mighty name of Jesus. In chapter 2, the Bible tells us after the boy has been born, the Bible says that Hannah prayed a prayer of faith. But one thing was very instructive as we look at it. As she honored her obligation to God. The Bible says that God now came to her. Look at verse 21 of chapter 2. And the Lord blessed Hannah. And she conceived. And gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. The Lord blessed Hannah. Who ever thought that the woman who was being mocked would be a mother of six children? For a long time, she would just think, Lord, at least just give me one. So at least I will answer my enemies. God added five more. May God visit you. May God turn your situation around. May the God who answers prayer answer you this morning. May God provide for you. He is a provider. May God provide for you. In Jesus' name, shall we rise and begin to pray? I don't know what you have been through. I don't know what has threatened you. I don't know what the pain has been. This year may have started and then suddenly some things came your way and it just started like it's just taking all the plants away. But I tell you, there is a God in heaven. He answers prayer. This morning, if you want to lie down to pray, I want you to pray like Hannah prayed. I want you to pray like Isaac prayed. Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. There are times that it is important. The matter may not directly directly be you but it might be somebody close to you you can intercede for the person you see it was Isaac who did the prayer what a loving husband may men also be able to rise and pray for their wives who are going through some challenges in the name of Jesus Christ the Bible says that Isaac entreated the Lord Hannah prayed until people thought she was mad that she was drunk ladies and gentlemen some things must move you into prayer there is only God who can answer a prayer sometimes men can fail women can fail people who give us promises can fail but there's a God who has an enormous supply of such men and women who can put them in our way in the name of the Lord Jesus the Bible says the Lord puts a solitary in families this morning I want you to travel to to God. Pray to him. Are you suffering any form of difficult situation? The Bible says take it to the Lord. You may want to kneel and pray. You want to lie and pray. You want to stand and pray. Whatever you want to feel comfortable with. I just want you to pray this morning in the name of Jesus. Please lift your voice and begin to pray.
Your case may be like that of Rebecca. Or it may be like that of the Shunammite woman. What is needed to complete the reaction is missing. It was the same question that Mary asked the angel. How shall these things be since I don't have a man? It's a great vision that you have shared with me, angel Gabriel. But something is missing. I don't know a man. I don't have a man. How am I going to have a child? He said the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. The impossible shall become possible. God knows all things. But the principles of the heavens dictate that we still take it to the Lord in prayer. Somebody pray this morning. God has a way of answering all of us. There is a way he will respond to me. There is a way he will respond to you. But somebody need to cry to God this morning in the name of Jesus Christ lift it to him in prayer he has never complained he wants you to pray lift it to him in prayer it may be about your finances it may be about your marriage it may be about the relationship it may be about your business it may be about your health whatever it is this word came from somebody this morning in the name of Jesus somebody lift up prayer somebody lift up prayer cry out unto the Lord hear my cry oh lord attend unto my prayer lift up your voice in prayer and pray in the name of jesus somebody pray in the name of jesus commit the matter before the lord Commit the business before the Lord. Commit the finances before the Lord. Commit the workplace. Commit the accusation you have heard. Commit the things that you have committed into the hands of the Lord. Pray, pray, somebody pray. Pray in the name of Jesus. Every delay, may the hand of the Lord be stretched. Ya bandelele me shabora balamaba Ya bendala babe ya kalamaba Ya ndala babe ya kabalamaba Ya bendala balababe ya kadalamaba Ya ndelele bele mebe ya ndala lamabe Ya dalamabe ya kabara balamaba Ya bendala babe shabora baba ya Ya ndala babe ya karandala baba Yanta la babe ya sabora balababa ya be yanta la baba shibro karababa ya de la maberi ya sabora balamaba in la babe ya shabara baba i need intercessors to back the prayer in the name of jesus kadeya abeya sabrosta barandeya somebody continue to pray we need to push a certain wall we need to push a certain barrier this morning in the name of jesus mate kabaya believe the word of the Lord, is there anybody suffering? Let them pray this morning. Nalababa Shaba is able to create a vacancy in the palace for you. Like he did for David, like he did for Joseph. Abeya Shabrandaya, Abe Talamabaha. 
Somebody travel. Forget about who is standing by you. And seek God this morning. Cry unto the Lord. Like Hannah prayed. When you know what is following you. When you know what is chasing you. Sometimes the attack is because of your commitment to God. May the Lord hear you. He's a great provider. Pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. 
says in Isaiah 41 verse 17 to 20 I want us to pray from that scripture this morning God came through the prophet Isaiah and said when the poor and needy search for water and there is none and their tongues are parched from thirst then I the Lord will answer them whatever you are in need of your ground may appear to be dry God says, I will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will never abandon them. Verse 18, I will open up rivers for them in the high places. Normally, we shouldn't have rivers in the deserts. God says, I will put rivers in deserts. That means I'm about to do what is normally not possible for humans. May God bring some rivers into your deserts. What experts have called a dry land, may there be waters from God. And look at it, it says, And I will give them fountains of water in the valleys, and I will fill the desert with pools of water. Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched ground. This is not normal. Verse 19, And I'm going to plant trees in barren deserts. God will plant trees in the deserts where you don't expect trees. Sometimes the experts have said, your situation is a desert. There's nothing we can do. But God says, I will plant trees in the desert. May there be babies in desert wombs. In the name of Jesus. May businesses that are looking like deserts, may God bring some waters. And the Bible says, he says, I will fill the deserts, I will... Plant trees in the barren deserts, cedar, acacia, metal, olive, cypress, fir, and pine. I will do all of them together. So you know that it's not an accident. And he says, for I am doing this 
So all who see this miracle will understand what it means. That it is the Lord who has done this. And the Holy One of Israel has created this. You want to lift your prayer before God again and say, Lord, my situation may look like a barren situation, like a desert, but you said you will plant trees there. Let there be a miracle. Let there be a performance of a miracle in the name of Jesus Christ. The doctors may have described your situation. This is a desert situation. We can't cure this. We can't handle this. You look at yourself and say, hey, I'm growing. This thing, the way things are going. You look at the child and say, this thing, the way this child is going, I don't know whether I can handle it anymore. You look at yourself and even start confessing you will die. You will not die. This condition will not kill you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's not a hopeless case. God is able to plant rivers in the deserts. He's able to plant trees in your desert.